Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the Weekend Wrestle Podcast. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you, and I, of course, am along with my brother, Aaron. Hello, everybody. And Mr. Mark Brew. What's up, what's up, what's up? My questions blow away. And this this week, Aaron's apparently having a windstorm in his studio, but this week on the show, we're just going to do one of our tried and true little theme, little uh scenarios that we do here from time to time on the show probably won't be too long but that's okay it is we're just going to randomly ask each other that's what she said some random questions (laughs) um i have i have three or four to ask you gents and uh i know you have questions for me as well so that's just the principle the, the premise of this week's episode just uh just asking each other some questions one of mine isn't even about wrestling, so we're going to get to that in just a second. But as we start, Aaron told me before we went on the air, he had a little comedy bit he wanted to do. But it's nothing I wrote, but I was bored, and I have Google Translate on my phone because I deal with the public, and not every time... Like, not every instance you're going to be dealing with somebody that speaks English as their first language, you know, and I want to help people. So I have Google Translate on my phone, and I was like, this would be fun. I'll take a wrestling theme song, and you got to do reverse reverse engineering on it. Like, you got to copy it in the English form and then put it into the other country country's language and then translate it back into english like they're reading it to you does that make sense yes like when you okay. get something when you when you get instructions that were clearly written by the chinese so the english isn't exactly the best yes so i did that with a wrestling theme and i'm going to read it to you how it got translated back to me as if a um um, Bulgarian person wrote it. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys ready for this? Yes. All right. Please don't trip me up too much because this is funny. If you ever take a trip to Cobb County, Georgia, you better read the signs. Maintain law and order. You'll serve difficult times. <laughs> You'll experience difficult times. You know the big boss man will make you toe the line. You better watch out, boy, or you're going to be in trouble. He carries a big stick and a ball of chain and a ball and chain, too. If you're looking for trouble, he'll be coming after you. You'll serve difficult times. (laughs) You'll experience difficult times. The big boss... (laughs) You know, the big boss man will make you total line. You water, you better watch out, boy, or you're going to be in trouble. You'll experience difficult times. You'll experience difficult times. <laughs> and it just keeps going with that. Like, I love the fact that it turns it into difficult times. And then and it's you're, like, you're going to be in trouble. Like, it doesn't <laughs> And then you picture boss man saying it. You're going to experience difficult, difficult times. times. Ah, ah. Difficult times. <laughs> I don't know. It's stupid, I know. But it just it cracked me up. <laughs> You'll experience 
difficult times. <laughs> I just want to know the thought process on where, how the fuck I should translate. Like, why should I translate this? <laughs> yeah. That's he how did, you know Aaron did. is an out of the box thinker. <laughs> he, did, he did say he was bored. So I guess that's, uh, that's funny. Though. All right. The, we're good. The, yeah. Bulgar- the Bulgarian boss man. All right. Yeah. If, if Rusev was the boss man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he yeah. was Amish. Why couldn't he be Bulgarian as well? <laughs> it's wrestling. You could be whatever you want to be. <laughs> whatever, the promo- whatever the promoter wishes you should be. That's right. To me, to me the funniest part is that it, it, it's uh, you're going to experience difficult times, but then it's, then you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> difficult times. You'll experience difficult times. I'm gonna be in trouble. <laughs> then you're gonna be in trouble. Lord have mercy. <laughs> well, it, that the next thing to do would be to. To to uh, do that with a promo next time. Do that with a classic. Oh, I'll try promo. that. I'll try that. <laughs> you have your next objective. And it's not it's not difficult times, baby. You put <laughs> Rick Flair. You put like you put difficult times on my family. Could <laughs> <laughs> you imagine like in Bulgaria? They're like, oh, difficult primes promo, greatest <laughs> ever. Yeah, Rick Flair going to be in trouble. Yes. Difficult times promo. <laughs> <laughs> helicopter, helicopter. <laughs> so we will now proceed with asking each other our random questions to see what our different opinions are on things. Who wants to go first? I don't care. I'll go. I'm winging it. I didn't write shit. I have five questions. I don't know how many <laughs> you guys have, but. All right, Mark, go ahead. All right. Dream match. The the um any it could be any era and and anybody. I'm gonna what go would your dream match be. I'm I'm gonna go with a match that we never got to see. I think we there was a possibility we could have got to see it if uh, certain things hadn't went down the way they did in the year 2000. I would have loved to have seen Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. Yeah. Um, would, because be I mean, good. you know, if, if, if Brett could have, if Brett would, I'm sure if Brett wouldn't have had his concussion, he would have, he would have continued wrestling. You know, I'm, I'm assuming he would have continued wrestling quite a few years, maybe long enough to, you know, where he finally would have, of got, got over it and wrestled for Vince again. I think one of the only reasons he didn't go back quicker was because he just couldn't wrestle. So he was just like, well, fuck it. I can't wrestle. So I'm not going to go back there. Yeah. And I think he would have. I think his contract, honestly, didn't his contract expire before the buyout? Mm, I think so. I think I so. Think he would, I think he would have wound up by it there when that happened. I think he would have wound up there. Honestly, I think Brett would have wound up there as a as an agent, mm-hmm. or anything, and then probably been able to wrestle again. But yeah, Kurt and Brett would be fantastic. I have two, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. (laughs) Um, And Nate and I talked about it 
on a previous show, and I think it's crazy that these guys never worked each other. I think Jake Roberts versus Terry Funk. That would be a damn good one. Never worked. And then I think, um, and this might be an out-of-the-box one. Are you guys going, I don't know if that would have worked. But um, Sting and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that was like the, uh, the, especially in like, say, 96, you know, 95, 96. That would have been, you know, the. It, I, I guess what I'm saying is those two guys at that and that in that time frame, because they were both kind of at their best at their peak, you know. Um, but yeah, that would have been that would have been a great match, and and it actually would have been, but it would have been fun to watch leading up to it because definitely Sean could have played the heel. Oh no, yeah, no way that Sting's gonna be the heel between Shawn Michaels and Sting, but it would have been a great match and. Um, I, those are the two that pop into my head. One of the ones that I always say, the one of the ones that I always say um, was not a dream match that so many people were talking about a few years back was Undertaker and Sting. Yeah, Undertaker. They talk, they talked about that for years. Who's going to yeah. fucking win? <laughs> well, not just yeah. that, but by the time they would have got to wrestle each other, it would have been bad anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't think T- Taker would have hit him with a buckle bomb. I'm just saying. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any mark that you wanted to um, mention? You know, I really, really would like to see, and this is going to be really out of left field, and it's going to be two wrestlers of two totally different eras. But I would like to see. John Cena and Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah, I mean, you've got. Be. Yeah, it's it's um, what, how do I want to put it? It's a it's a clash of styles, but a clash of styles that could definitely work, right? You know, because um, Bockwinkle. I mean, if you compare, if you want to compare into somebody modern and their style, you know, Triple H, right? And Trip Triple H and Cena always had good matches. And Bachwinkle, Bachwinkle guffawing at the rapper gimmick. Who is this? Who is this? Who is this ruffian? And what about um, this? Is gonna be you guys can boo boo me on this, but what about um, um, and, and Nate? You're smarter than me, so you might say, "Oh, that happened." What about uh, Dusty and Hogan? Uh, Dusty and Hogan never wrestle each other, to my knowledge. Who's the face? Who's the heel? Hogan's the heel. NWO Hogan. Hogan's the heel. Saying like at their prime, fat, rotund, American dream, Dusty Rhodes, and Hulk, and yeah, Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Hogan, Hogan's still the heel to me. Yeah, it really depends on where you book it, too. Because if you book that in the South, Dusty is definitely the face. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no way they're going to be like the son of the plumber is the yeah. heel. No, daddy. No, no way, daddy. Hard times. Difficult you know, times. I, I was sitting here thinking Difficult times of my family, Hulk Hogan. You know how Kaufman <laughs> did, did, that, uh, did that whole uh, women thing? Mm-hmm. They could have. They really could have done that with uh, 
with Adrian Adonis in Bertha Faye. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just had it. Slapping bellies. <laughs> Imagine the possibilities on that. That's not a dream match, but I mean, in a, in a sense, it is a dream match because, you know, it didn't happen, but the possibilities on that could have been fucking comedic gold. And then in the, in the, in the end, in the end, they fall in love. Yeah. Come here, throw a tw- Twinkie between them, and then, and then they're feuding again. <laughs> Aaron, how about like you throw throw a like two pigs fighting over a milk dud? <laughs> <laughs> all right, like I said, I got five questions. I don't, I don't need to ask all five of them. I know you guys, Nate, you got, you don't like shows going too long, but um, first question. Um, thrown out to you guys. Worst king of the ring, best king of the ring. Not the tournament, but the actual winner. Um, worst king of the ring, and I know, I know this is gonna like people are gonna be shocked that I say this name, but I have an explanation. Worst king of the ring, Billy Gunn. Okay. Best king of the ring, Owen Hart. All right, your best is my best. Um, Mark? I'm looking at, to see who I would consider the the worst. I know who most people would pick, but I have my I reasons. I know who most people would pick, too, but my worst is not going to be who you think. I'm going to say, <clears throat> judging by the just the list of people, I would have to say Don Morocco is the worst. Okay, see, I, I went with the the pay per view era of it. Yeah, so start uh, at nine, start at ninety three, Mark, and go from there. Like the actual King of the Ring that they broadcast on pay per view as a part of television. Mabel. Okay, I knew that's what you were going to say because that's <laughs> who most people say. Aaron, you said Owen was. Oh, Mark, who is your favorite? Who's who's the best? Do you agree with Owen or do you think? The 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 one that I think trumps that just a little bit, and of course it's gonna be Austin. All right. See, the reason the reason I say Owen is my favorite is because he owned it the best. You know what I mean? Like yes. for Austin, for Austin for Austin it was a means to a promo. Yeah, you know, but for Owen made it a part of him. Yeah, right. He he owned it. Um, my least favorite winner of the King of the, King of the Ring tournament ever is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Didn't fucking need it. The King of the Ring, like at that point, meant fuck. Like it, it, it just it, it didn't need to be a thing. You know what I mean? I, like it, it almost felt like, oh, we're just gonna give this to this guy just so he can say he got it. You know what right. I mean? It seemed more it, like it, an accolade then. Yeah, it was just a throwaway deal. And that's why that's why I don't like Billy. I just think Billy was like the lamest King of the Ring winner ever. And the reason Mark, I and, and a lot of people say Mabel, but the reason I would not say Mabel just and even though it was it led to some shitty matches like with Diesel and stuff and it was a downtime for the WWF, but at least Mabel winning the King of the Ring 
served a purpose in giving him a gimmick. Whether you agree with whether the gimmick was good right. or not, it served a purpose in giving him a gimmick. Yeah, it gave it some legs and it rolled into a storyline. Brock went. <laughs> that wasn't a fat joke at all. It gave it some well, legs and then rolled. Yeah, it, well, it wasn't. Like, plus, like, I get, plus, I get, plus, that meant I got to hear Mo go, hear ye, hear ye, servants and wenches. Yeah, we got to hear Lawler go, he the king. <laughs> like, I don't think Mabel's the worst. I don't really think he's the worst king of the ring. And I don't think Billy is either. And Nate, I'm not saying Billy was a great king of the ring. Right. But at least if they would have, what they should have done with Billy is not just kept him in the same gimmick. They should have made it like he's the king of the ring because of the fucking athlete that he is. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they had an opportunity with Billy to turn him into like, and this might be blasphemy for a lot of people and it might be for me, but they, they missed the opportunity to get away from the ass man gimmick and make him like that time Kurt Hennig, where it's like, this guy's the fucking athlete. Right. Right. And that's what I would have preferred to see mm-hmm. it strip down the, the comedic ass man shit and make him a fucking worker. And then instead they threw him in a feud with the rock where the rock made fun of him for a couple of months and then beat him at SummerSlam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's been through so folks. But yeah. I just think Brock was the worst. Now right. I'll say th- I'll say Go this. Ahead. I do think the person that took it way too far with it, there's two of them that I that I considered took winning the King of the Ring way too fucking far. Booker T and Baron Corbin. Now Baron Corbin, I, I can agree just because I think Baron Corbin should have never been on a TV screen ever. But I love King Booker. I love I love King Booker. Good shit. The I'll tell you the only time that I really enjoyed that whole gimmick was when he was working with the boogeyman. Now that was some that was some comedic gold shit there. But other than that, I really didn't I really didn't enjoy that that booker because I was so used to the whole sucker and and the spin rooney right. and all that. And William Regal going, Oh hell King Booker. <laughs> oh hell King Booker. So my first my first question is obviously not Bobby Heenan. We don't want to include Bobby Heenan in this answer because that's too obvious. Other than Bobby Heenan, give me like one or two who you think are the funniest performers in wrestling history. Obviously, I took Bobby out of the equation because he's an obvious number one. Okay. Who's going first? You go first, Aaron. Um, Freddie Blassie. Um, say Freddie Blassie. What cane? I didn't have no cane. I didn't have no cane. He's funny because he's deadpanned everything. Um, Mark Wally. Oh, say because say, I gotta. I gotta. This is a. This is a chore for me. While, while while Aaron's thinking there, before Mark gives his answer, 
just to reference two funny things that you can find very easily if you want to see how funny Fred Blassie was, is first look for Fred Blassie and Vince McMahon on TNT doing advice for the lovelorn. Oh, God. That just sounds uh, like a comedy. Look it up, man. Also, watch Freddie Blassie managing Andy Kaufman on David Letterman when Andy Kaufman sings Jambalaya. Those are two of the funniest fucking things you'll ever see in your life. That advice for the love learn thing, like Blassie almost breaks on that one. That oh, he, bra he breaks Vince. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely breaks Vince. <laughs> um, for me, I'd have to say I really enjoyed this fucking character. Don't ask me why. It was just over with me. And I felt like they were headed in the right direction at one point with it, but Eugene. Did Nick Densmore definitely like had good, great comedic timing. Right. Um, and I will add to that. One of the guys that would be on my list is William Regal. Right. Yeah. I, I wrote Regal down. I have, I have, um, you only told me to do two, didn't you? He said a yeah, couple, but I had I had uh, I actually had Blassie down, I had Regal down, and the other person that I had down because I don't care what anybody says, I think the guy's a fucking hoot is Santino Morella. Oh yeah, Santino would be an honorable mention for me, but Freddie Bland, I, I have my Snoopy cool. the dog, Snoopy the dog. When he's like, honky, when he's like, he's like donkey, <laughs> the honky donkey, perfect Mountie meter. <laughs> when he when he's John like China. John, yeah, John Chena. John Chena. <laughs> when he's like, Remastrio, only one man wears a mask, and that's a the Batman. And you, Remastrio, are not a the Batman. Or, I see you out in the crowd, Akon. I notice I you. you. I notice you. Notice you. Notice you. They tried um, to make me go to rehab. I said, no, no, no. No, he's like, they tried to make me watch The Condemned. I said, no, no, <laughs> no. You know, it's a fast. Cold cannot act. He needs to go, go, go. Or the scene the scene where he's got the, he's got the skull cap on. He's playing Austin. He's doing this thing. Yeah. Like, he feared the... Steve Austin for like a month with no Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. And then at the at the end of it, Maria's like, he's he's showing up. He's gonna be in Philadelphia. Who's gonna be in Philadelphia? You're talking about Tom Hank Tom Hanks with the Eds? I'm not worried about him. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna open up a Canada the Canada whip ass. Canada ass whip. The can of the ass whip and stomp a mud pie in you. But yeah, a lot of a lot of the pretentious the pretentious wrestling fans shit on the Santino thing, but I thought Santino was entertaining. Uh, it was great shit. But I got my, my four. My Go three ahead. would be Eugene, Doink, and Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle was fun too. Oh yeah. I got I got my four genuinely just funny fucking guys. Um, like I said, Fred Blassie. All right. Nate, you mentioned Regal. Regal's mm -hmm. on my list. Owen Hart and The Rock. Yeah. Those are mine. 
And I know Rock didn't write a lot of his shit. It was Brian Gerkowitz. Yeah, but, but still, I mean, a comedic actor doesn't. A com- yeah, a comedic actor isn't always the one writing their comedy. You know, the Rock's facials is what is what really made those damn promos. <laughs> to be honest, like when he was doing that one, uh, and he was talking about the Big Show and all of them, and he was like, ah, "That shit was fucking hilarious." <laughs> you call you call the Rock a Rock a jabroni? He was especially yeah, and I, and- he, he was especially funny when like especially that fucking 2003 heel run. Oh, it's the oh, yeah. Hamburglar. It's the Hamburglar. What are you, you going to throw a chicken nugget at the rock? <laughs> yeah, and and I know Gerkowitz, like I said, he, he he wrote a lot of the shit, but um, I guarantee it was a lot of concept stuff that he wrote, and then Rock had to like mm-hmm. in the moment do it. You know what I mean? And it, it might be a it might be a soft choice or whatever like oh yeah the rock but yeah like that dude's fucking great he he might be Nate you and I and Chad were talking about like the goats you know right you said oh rock transitional wise he might be the most talented motherfucker ever come out of professional wrestling he might be the most talent uh, like that guy he might be one of the most talented fucking people on the face of the planet like he can't there's nothing that guy can't fucking do it's insane and i don't watch a lot of his movies because i'm not an action movie guy but i recognize the talent you know i recognize the presence um so what is your next question aaron i don't know why i said that like hank hill what is your next question uh uh propane or target <laughs> Obviously, clean, clean, burning propane. They were whacking in my tool shed. They were whacking in my tool shed. <laughs> uh, the heat, not the I want to, I want to oh, fry, Nate, Nate. I want to fry an apple pie and a coffee. Um, <laughs> all right, Nate, I have my question for you. Okay. Um, give me your uh, top ten total packages. <laughs> Lex Luger, Lex Luger. That's Lex an insult. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what about the one you sent us ahead of time? Well, I'm gonna get there. Okay, he's <laughs> like, That's my finale, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> big finish, bro. Um, versus 97 DX or DX 98 through 2000. 97 DX. All day. All right. All day. 97 DX. And then 2006 DX. Sean and Hunter. End of story. There's no, there's no two guys that you could look, you can watch. Honest to God. Even, even, yeah, even Flair and Arn. There are no two guys you can watch on TV together and go those guys are fucking friends those guys right. are buddies those guys are tight like and they're having fun yes yeah there is no yeah there's no there's never been i don't think there's maybe maybe cornet and the midnights but it's a different it's a different got, it's got, a different only, camaraderie you know what i, I mean got, i only got two other guys as a different thing but that's okay but yeah, definitely. I, I think we all are in agreement on that question. Yeah, but the only two guys that I could say oh, that were like compared to, and, and it's a different 
heel situation. But Davey and Owen. Yeah. Yeah. The... It, it's different, but it's the same. Like, mm-hmm. these two dudes fucking love each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'd have to say this. Like, I like the 97 DX for the raw shit that they were doing at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it had an edge to it. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing, two things from the latter DX was them versus the Spirit Squad and the Vince Likes Cox promo. <laughs> I like the I like the um, the Fourth uh, of July stuff when uh, it was always fun when Sean because Sean's the Christian. When Hunter would try to distract Sean because some chick was going to bring her tits out or something. So that on that 4th of July episode, or I'll never forget it. Like this chick's going to show Hunter his boot, her boobs or whatever. And, and, and he's like, Hey Sean, is that Mr. Fuji over there? And Sean goes, Mr. Fuji and walks off the screen. And then um, I love Mr. Fuji. And then, yeah, I mean, just, just so funny. And the, Fuji, and then, <laughs> and then the, uh, with the with the Vince McMahon muscle and fitness cover too. It is. I liked when Sean was super kicking, like he super kicked. Oh yeah, he's just gave, super kicking people down the hallway. Well, that, and, and if you remember, he gave the like supposedly they didn't show it obviously, but he like kicked a little girl that was like giving him salad or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That that DX is I didn't even think about putting that DX in there. That DX is fun because they're old now. Mm-hmm. You know? But 97 DX is great because they were assholes. Yep. And it was real. Yeah. Like I know wrestling isn't real, but those guys were being fucking assholes and burying on purpose. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> like I just I, I'm doing notes for my for my show, and Sean just took the ankle lock from Ken Shamrock and kept a fucking lollipop in his mouth the whole time. Like, he's tapping, and he's selling, so when he goes back, he can tell Vince, I did exactly what you asked me to do. Mm-hmm. But the entire time, he kept a fucking lolly in his mouth. And I also don't want to shit on um, post-WrestleMania 14 2000 DX, because that shit was cool, too. Right. But, yeah, there's there's not a better just shitting on people in public group than 97 DX. It's fantastic. Mark, what would be your next question for us? So, arguably... I mean, it's all going to be an opinionated question anyways. And I know, I think I know your answer already, Nate, but greatest of all time. Okay, so it's, it's okay, so are you asking me my personal greatest of all time? Yes. Like, okay, my personal, my personal favorite greatest of all time is Randy Savage. Okay. Um, He's my favorite, he's my... It's it's Randy, and then right underneath Randy are Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, and Shawn Michaels, and Bret Hart. But <laughs> Randy, Randy is my favorite wrestler to watch. Like just from promos to matches to, and Guerrero Eddie Guerrero is very close. 
very close. Right. Um, but it, where I think where Randy has the edge for over Eddie for me is Randy was a much better promo, and I'm not shitting on Eddie's promos, but I'm right. just saying Randy Randy was a much better promo. Like watching Randy Savage cut a promo, man, that's you know. <laughs> <laughs> It gives you chills. Yeah. So it's my turn now. Yes, sir. Nate got to give three. Right? Yeah, get, yeah you can give your top five. It don't matter. Go ahead. I got three. Um, okay. And I know you asked the greatest of all time. So, and you guys might shit on it. But to me, Kurt Hennig. No, that why would right. I on that? I don't know. Like, there's a lot of people that that kind of shit on his WWF run just because he was. I don't know, like. Uh, no. Well, somebody that would shit on his WWF runs a moron because he was one of the biggest stars in the Wait, biggest am I, am I wrong that there, in the world. Am I wrong? There are people that do that. No, of course they do, but that's wrestling fans. A shitter, but shitter honors. I'll say this: I will never honors. <laughs> I will never shit on Kurt Hennings' WWF run because that was my first experience seeing Kurt well, and any WWF. anybody anybody that would shit on anything Kurt Henning ever did is shitting on something for the purpose of shitting on it, and they can shit mm-hmm. right out of here. <laughs> fucking Karens, shit, shit your britches out the door. <laughs> Kurt Hennig's my favorite wrestler of all time. He really is. Um, Randy's a close second. And then um, after those two, like Randy and Kurt would be like A1, A2. And then after them, I'd put Brett and uh, Kurt Angle. All solid like, technicians. Like if I if I had to build my Mount Rushmore of fucking wrestlers, it would be those guys. And I will say this also, um, in in twenty years when there are guys that are in their forties that are in their twenties now, talking about wrestling, they're gonna bring up those names, but they're gonna bring them up like we bring up a Bruno or somebody like that, right? And but you're gonna be able to in, in twenty years. Two guys, three guys that I will say will be on that list, and we don't have to go into it too deep, but you guys can tell me whether you agree or not. John Cena, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles are going to be yeah. – they're, they're some of the greatest well, of all time. you know. Because I, 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 I think – I think. sorry, Mark, go ahead. Another one I would add to that is probably Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. I think when I'm dead, I'll be dead in like 20 years. Probably. He's, he's looks look at a clock or something, Aaron. So so it adds more to that. <laughs> They'll probably bring like I almost wanted to kind of say what you were gonna say, Nate. It's like they'll bring up AJ Styles. I think they'll bring up John Cena. I think they'll bring up um Seth, like you said, Mark. And then you know a guy that I think is gonna kind of get the credit like Kurt gets after he's not doing it anymore and kids are going to look at him. I think Dolph's going to be in that fucking realm. Like, I think kids now are going to go back and watch shit however they're going to watch it in 20 years and be like, this fucking Dolph Ziggler guy was fucking 
off the fucking chain. He's better than anybody in the fucking business. So, so this this is going to lead into another question right there. Uh, if anybody on the current roster that that you know of right now, who who could you compare to him besides Dolph to to Henning? To Henning? Mm-hmm. Um, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Nate. Chad Gable. That was oh, exactly Chad's my a, answer. Chad's a Chad, <laughs> That's, Chad, Chad Gable. Chad, Chad Gable's Chad Gable's a fucking machine, man. Yeah. Chad Gable's Chad. a fucking Chad Gable is a professional fucking wrestler. And he also has the ability to catch he he found something. Okay. How do I know something is really good? And and I'm getting off the and Aaron knows that I've said this before. I've said it a million times. But when I'm watching wrestling, how do I know something is really good and works? It's when my wife looks up from her phone and pays attention to it, right? Because this is the WWE. This is national television. This is the number one wrestling company in the world or even AEW, whatever. You want to grab the casual fan, right? Right. So I use her as a litmus test. When I'm watching wrestling, if there's something she looks at, I know, ah, that works. You know it worked? Shoosh! <laughs> she was like, what is this fucking guy with his shoosh? And then she's watching him, and you see? It did exactly what it was supposed to do. It brought somebody who wasn't paying fucking attention to look Into up from rail. her phone and go, I'm going to watch this dude. Who is this dude? Who is this cat? <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a fucking pro. And oh, yeah. Nate, not saying, not. I, I don't want to like work wise, yeah, he's he's he's. I don't want to say it like Kurt he's Henning. In, yeah, he's the modern day Henning as far as work wise. But like to me, like when I see Chad, when I see Chad Gable, you know, I honestly think about like not with his charisma or whatever, like his work rate. You know what? You, you know what I see. Who I see Dean Malenko. And it's, I mean, Dean's on the same vein as Kurt, you know? I mean, that's that you can, you can make that comparison too. But I'm saying, like, just the work and, and like, the stature of the guy. It's like, that's, that's this fucking generation's Dean Malenko, which isn't, I, I hate saying, like, oh, gener- this generation's that, this generation's this, or whatever. But that's what he reminds me of, of the fucking guy on the roster. That he might not be the biggest fucking guy, but you can put him with anybody, and it's going to be solid. Put him with anybody, and he could probably legitimately kick the shit out of anybody he's in there with. <laughs> he's going to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah. My next question for you guys is: whether it's one or two, it doesn't matter. Worst factions in the history of pro wrestling. The worst. Faction or factions, just the worst. The union, they were on my list, and the magnificent, the magnificent seven. Wasn't that a movie? It was that faction in WCW before they. Yeah, at out. the at the end of WCW, it was like Ric Flair, Buff Bagwell, Lex Luger, um, the Steiners. I might catch hell on this one, but I was not a fan of the Nexus and DOA. 
Uh, DOA, yeah, definitely. Poo poo on that. Um, <laughs> DOA, and I was not a fan of the Nexus. It just that the Nexus over. here, here, and I get what you're saying. I didn't mind the Nexus when it started because at the time when it started, it was one of those things because WWE had become so sanitary. That first initial couple of weeks really shook things up. What ruined the Nexus was they they didn't they didn't keep their heat but more than like a month. And then it's just these these ten jabronis that John Cena and 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 Edge are beating up every week, you know. It just I don't know. It didn't reach its potential. From at the beginning, I did like it. It had promise. And my honorable mention, X Factor. Yeah, they were boring and their song was boring. Yeah, they a, had a fucking a, Uncle Cracker, Uncle Cracker song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these guys belong nowhere near each other. I, I enjoyed the oddities more than I enjoyed X Factor. This was the magnificent, the magnificent seven. You ready? Yeah. Ric Flair, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner, Lex Luger, Buff Bagwell, and Road Warrior Animal. I mean, if you just look at that list, though, you would think, man, that should be great. No, it wasn't. They, they were all fat and had titties, and it didn't work. <laughs> show me yours. I'll show you mine. <laughs> Woo. So my pick, other than uh, the union, I had the union, obviously the DOA. I don't even need to write the DOA down. Anybody who listens to any of our shows knows I am not a fan of the DOA. But my other one is, and and I, I like I like a lot of the guys individually. I like a lot of the guys individually, but as a faction, not a fan of the misfits in action. Yeah, that was that was booty. I old. like Hugh Morris. I like Chavo Guerrero. You know, I like people that are in it. Right. Don't like Van Hammer though. He ran <laughs> over a kid. He ran over a child with his car. Oh yeah, that's that disqualifies you from civilization. Yeah. Um that that really uh in my book you should get the same thing done to you. But <laughs> Aaron, what is your next question for us? Um my next question is Nate's probably gonna know the answer because he's um Known me all my life, but I'm gonna ask you guys in your opinion, what is the greatest wrestling movie ever made? Is that including documentaries or just like the greatest wrestling movie ever made? My favorite wrestling movie is probably Wrestling with Shadows. And mine is the it's a newer one, the Ric Flair documentary, because the I just the story and all he's been through and stuff like that was it was intriguing to me. And, and I, I just I want to elaborate for a moment. That Flair documentary was very well done. Very well done. Yes, very but well. Wrestling with Shadows for a couple of reasons. First, because obviously it was filmed during peak Nate as a wrestling fan. You know, 97. Also, back in 97, 
I, I don't know how many times I watched that movie just because it was showing me behind the scenes of pro wrestling and you'd never seen anything like that before. Like right. they're in the locker room, they're talking about finishes, they're fucking you can see wrestlers milling around talking to like I would watch that, I would watch that documentary like weekly for like six months just because it was <laughs> the, so fascinating. The, the, the two best parts of that movie, honestly, are Pat um and Brett coming up with the Calvary Stampede finish mm -hmm. and Vince and Brett interacting with his kids. It's two best parts of that. Like Vince interacting with Brett and his kids is the most human Vince McMahon has ever been shown on TV, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Because he wasn't like being filmed. He was yeah, like, by the time he by the time you got to be on the mat, he was like, Oh, we make movies, pal. You know, he was back yeah. in the Vince mode. Like him talking to them kids and shit. He was being a real dude. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, but I know my answer, and I want to see if Nate gets it right. What's my answer, Nate? What's my favorite wrestling movie ever made? What? Why? Why is the movie in my head, but the title isn't? It's the one where the dude gets his head taken off. Yes, it is. It's Grunt. The grunt. Wrestling I don't know why I wanted to say Stomp. <laughs> yes, it is Grunt. Grunt, the wrestling movie, is the most fantastic fucking wrestling movie ever fucking made. And it is it's in like, my it's like It's like the pro wrestling version of Kentucky Fried Movie. I know Kentucky yeah. Fried Movie is a sketch <laughs> thing. Is a sketch thing. But that fucking movie is the same thing. Yeah. And it is, it, it's fucking glorious. And it's ridiculous. And I I watch it probably every five months and just laugh my fucking ass off. It's, it is a great it is a great it's an ab workout for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's one of the funniest fucking movies ever made, in my opinion. And it's so fucking ridiculous. And like when um when he stands up and punches the guy in the fucking face when he asks, are you mad dog Mercurso? And he fucking punches him and they pull up and he's like knocked out. Like, it's so fucking funny. It is It is a fantastic piece of cinema. It's, I'll give you that. It, and, I, and I love the fact that he was like, I don't remember the name of the movie, but it's the one where his head gets cut off. It's like, he knew exactly what I was thinking because it's like, this is it, it's it. It hits every level for me. <laughs> I fucking love that goddamn movie. Mark, have you ever have you ever seen Grunt the wrestling movie? I have not, and now I will fucking have to watch you, it. You need to fucking watch it. It is. It is actually. It's. It's on the outskirts of entertainment so much. You probably be able to find the whole thing on YouTube. It's probably has. You can watch it on you. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say. I watch it. It's not one of those things where somebody's jumping on the copyright on it. Yeah, you don't have to. It, it's it, it doesn't get on YouTube. It's not even like, do you want to buy our rent? <laughs> just fucking watch it. You can just watch it's, it. It's fa fucking fantastic. It's one of the funniest fucking movies ever. It's like, um, let me ask you this, Mark. And if you haven't, it's fine. Have you ever watched like 
um, best of show or um, um, mighty Mike, wind, any of that type. Nope. Oh, those two, but it's, it's a balls to the wall. Fucking crazy ass fucking comedy movie. It's fucking great. And Nate, I never even thought about saying that it's the fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken of <laughs> Kentucky Fried movie, not the Kentucky yeah, Fried Chicken. It's, it's the Kentucky, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky Fried movie of fucking wrestling. I never even thought about that until you, <laughs> you brought it up, but it is. And that's a great movie, too. Yes. <laughs> Big Mark Jim Slade. He popped in. <laughs> And the fucking lawyer at the end, he's got the fucking dildo on his head. He's like, your leader. What the fuck is going on? Surreal. Show me your nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, shit. So, Uh, my question. Good shit. Sorry. Uh, I'm saying, is that what you were saying, Nate? It's my question next. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Top three. Oddball tag teams. Top three what? Sorry? Oddball tag teams. Who's going first? Me? It doesn't matter. You go first. Eugene and Regal. Okay. I love when Eugene Eugene and Regal, when Regal plays I Got Your Nose with Eugene. It's so fun. (laughs) Um, Lance Storm and Chris Candido. And... Those first two just came to me right away when you asked the question. <laughs> um, Gold Dust and Booker T. Good answer. Gold Dust and Booker T. That was that was fucking fun. <clears throat> that was that was that was that was fun. That was good wrestling tell because you had an element of comedy, but also an element of seriousness because it was like there was the comedy of the two of them, but the heels didn't take them seriously. So right. when they would get the win or they would get the titles or whatever, then it was like a whole nother dynamic. So yeah, yeah, that would be my three. Mark, who are yours? I would have to go with the Hurricane and Kane because, you know, they won the tag team championships. Mm-hmm. Um, Cactus Jack and... Chainsaw Charlie. And another one that I feel does not get credit. Santino and Kozlov. That was fun too. And you said Cactus. You said Cactus. What about Cactus and Mikey Whipwreck? Yeah. That's on my list. Or with Kevin Sullivan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have two that involve Kane. Um, RVD and Kane. That was pretty entertaining, actually. Um, your wife's favorite tag team of all time. Team Hell No. Yeah, Kane and Daniel Bryan, and then Cactus and Mikey. Those would be my answers. I think we came up with all good picks on that one. What is, and this is my, well, this is my last wrestling question. I have a non-wrestling question, too, but. What is your personal favorite, 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 favorite? What do you guys think is the best 
submission hold. The sharpshooter. Scorpion deathlock, whatever you want to call it. And I would lean more towards the hurt lock or uh, crossface chicken wing, whatever you want to call it. I am a fan of I also I also put number one as the sharpshooter. And the reason I say that is because it if I'm looking fuck. Well not just that, but if I'm looking at, at a at a wrestling hold, I, I'm suspending disbelief that this is real. It would be much easier for me to push out of a hold with my arms than it would be for me to push out of a hold with my legs. Especially when said hold also has my back bent up like a fucking pretzel. Um, and I'm also a I'm also a fan I'm also a fan of um, of the Undertaker's triangle choke as well. Yeah, but I was, Gates. Yeah, yeah. I would I would I would I would agree with you though, Aaron, with the sharpshooter slash scorpion deathlock. I think it's just to me it's the most convincing if I'm looking at it as realistic, but. The chicken wing, the crossface. I mean, that's yeah. That's a good... if, if you've ever been in the crossface chicken wing, you know that shit doesn't feel good. It's a shoot one, anyways. So, just a funny little anecdote. Uh, this goes back to the magazine thing. You know, I'm a magazine nerd. <laughs> Mark, I want to tell you, this is funny. In the in in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated, they used to do in their year-end edition, not only would they do their year-end awards, but they would do year-end predictions, but it was a comedic thing. Like, it was like, none of this is real, you know, or whatever. And in 95, in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, one of their predictions for 1996, no, no, in 94, one of their predictions for 1995 was Dusty Rhodes will come to the WWF because he heard Bob Backlund was giving everyone chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoever wrote that, that's fucking funny. <laughs> Probably had some heat with the boys, but it was still funny. <laughs> Damn. Aaron, I think you're next. All right. You want me to end with my, with my good question? So I will go with my second to last question. Um, best tag team that had the most potential but got spoiled by the promoters. And, and when I say that, I mean, like, who was two guys that got put together and you feel... They were great, but the people that were running the promotion at the time just didn't see it. Does that make sense? Yes, and I know my I know a couple right off the top of my head. Okay. First would be Warlord and Barbarian. All right. Out of the pain. That's How the which, which promotion? Both. Yeah. All right. Both. Both. Because how nobody ever put the belts on them as heel champion, monster heel champions, I will I never understand. All right. Um, and I will also say Power and Glory, Hercules and Paul Roma. 
It's the okay. only time I've ever been a yeah, fan. Yeah, of I'll, yeah, I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you some props on that shit. It's like you had to, you had to chew that down a little bit, didn't you? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. But I, they were, they were good as a tag team. Like they worked, they worked as a team. Slick as their manager, as the as the mouthpiece. So Roma didn't have to fucking sound like a Guido dumbass, and Hercules didn't have to be like. This time on Monday, today, my brother. Yeah, they just and they looked good together and it worked. But yeah, powers of pain and power and glory. All right, Mark. I'll say I got a few. La Resistance, those guys had mega fucking heat and they could have they could have took that way further, in my opinion. I think. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but okay. I think what I think the thing that hurt them the most, and, and I don't know, I don't know. This is just based on what I've I've read in dirt sheets, and you take that for what it's worth. The kid's Nineteen years old. Well, they 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 just they were so young, and they got it so fast, and they both could they both developed attitudes very quickly. Right. You know. So my next one would be the heavenly bodies. Just because they literally were killed by the Steiners on in WWF, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I know they existed in like seven different incarnations, but well, Tr- Pr- Pritchard, Pritchard, and uh, and and Del Rey were fucking amazing. Pritchard and Stan were good. Well, yeah, I know, but I I, I actually dig Pritchard and Del Rey more just because Del well, Rey. Del Rey brings a different dimension to it because he's not a heavenly body. You know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> he's this portly guy and he's jiggling around and and it might be yeah. a trailer park, Kevin. Damn it! <laughs> 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 no, nah, my third one. This is probably gonna uh be a out of the box one, but Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Oh, I definitely agree with that. I am a huge Paul London mark. A huge Paul London mark. Um, and so, yeah, I'll definitely agree with that one. I mean, right. they basically they basically carried the tag team division for the better part of two years between uh, 02 and 04, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my answer is a very random grouping of people. And I think it should have been a bigger deal than it was. And it came after um, the Dangerous Alliance got dissolved. And it was when Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton teamed up. And I know they teamed up in the Dangerous Alliance, so don't, don't get me there. But Michael Hayes was their manager. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit should have been fucking gold. Yeah, a horseman. Bobby a Express, it was Bobby Eaton, Midnight Express, Arn Anderson, the horseman, and our fucking manager is a free bird. Mm-hmm. Like, that should have been these three guys Ooh. saying, we're the best goddamn tag team on the face of the fucking planet. And we got this guy managing us. We're the best. And fucking Bill Watts fucking fired Bobby Eaton. 
say whatever you want to say about Bill Watts and his fucking decisions in WCW, but him firing Bobby Eaton, dumbest decision he ever fucking made. That could have been fucking gold, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with that because I, I, when I watch back and I watch back things through chronologically, I always, I that always comes up in my head when I see it, like. What a great idea. I don't know whose idea it was, probably Dusty, to have a free bird, a horseman, and a midnight express all together. It only and, went like a couple months and it was like yeah. fucking shit on it. And it was bad. Not not it was bad, like them throwing it like throwing it to the side. It was like that was a stupid fucking decision, in my opinion. I can see that. All right. So was that the only one you had, though? Or did you? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I just I didn't know if you had any more that you wanted to elaborate on before. Yeah, that was the only one. Sorry. <laughs> Am I next? Am I? I got out of order. Am I the next one to ask a question? Sure. Because <laughs> I only have one left, and it's a non-wrestling question. I have one wrestling question left. You know what it is. Both of you know what it is, so... <laughs> so if you have to pick two mm-hmm. if you have to pick two of these I like my left and I like my right They're, they've been with me forever <laughs> <laughs> I got lefty and cliff so that's <laughs> my ball those are my balls names there's lefty and cliff but anyway um, you got, you only get to pick two what are your favorite sandwiches? If you're if you're gonna eat a sandwich, if you gotta, you know you're going to a restaurant or something like that, what are your sandwiches of choice? Tell me two. At a restaurant or my house? Doesn't matter. I mean, you can make it or at a restaurant or whatever. What what what's your favorite couple sandwiches? Cause I'm a sandwich guy, so nah, I'm a, I, I got, I'm, like I got a, I'm, a, I'm a sandwich. I'm a sandwich snob. Actually, I didn't I get two forty by not eating sandwiches. I promise <laughs> you. <that. laughs> I like a. Uh, is a burger considered a sandwich? Anything with anything where meat is meat or whatever is between two pieces of bread is a sandwich in my mind. A double bacon cheeseburger. Okay. And a bologna and cheese with ketchup and chips. Ah, the swimming pool. Okay, well, I'm going to seem fucking sophisticated, I guess. Um, My two are from completely opposite countries, but... Same, same. (laughs) Swimming pool question. (laughs) Huh? Because the best sandwich to eat after you've been swimming is bologna with chips on it. Yeah, you just smash it. That's why I call it the. That's why I call it the swimming pool. All right. Okay. (laughs) You were like, "What's the fucking swimming pool?" (laughs) My first one is a Cuban. Same, (laughs) bro. A Cuban dude. I watch. I watched that movie, Chef. And then yeah. I and then I got I, tried I got that sandwich and I, I got was like ha- no I got wonder. ham I got ham I got pork 
I got cheese. I got pickles. This is everything I fucking love. <laughs> and every exactly. once in a while, every once in a while, you can get banana peppers on it too. But yeah, Cuban, it's on my list. A Cuban pickles are gross. I love any. I love pickles. I'm a I'm a pickle freak. <laughs> it's called a Cuban. Yeah, yes. it's a Cuban, and it is freaking or amazing. A Ruben. No, no it's, a Cuban. It's a Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and my other one is a Philly cheesesteak. Philly cheese is good. Either. Philly cheese is good. But actually, to what Aaron just said, accidentally, my other, my second favorite sandwich is a is a Reuben, because I'm a sauerkraut guy. I like sauerkraut. Sauerkraut's right. gross. And yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm from the south, and I don't eat that shit. Yeah, I, I love sauerkraut. Like my mom, my mom used to bitch when I was a kid because I would like while she was at work, I would cook it. And then she'd come home and she's like, the stinky ass sauerkraut jars is not even in the garbage can. And, blah. and my wife hates it too. Like she hates the smell of it. <clears throat> so if I'm going to eat sauerkraut, I have to eat it on it. Like I'm off and she's working and it's noon and she ain't coming home till five. And I have to eliminate <laughs> all the evidence because she doesn't want to smell it. She doesn't want to know that it was in the house. She doesn't want to. I love sour. You got the so, exhaust fan and everything. Right. And no, and that's no fucking lie. That is the absolute truth. Like I have to eliminate it's like a murder scene. Like I, I eat my sauerkraut and I eliminate all the evidence. But yeah, I love Rubens too. So that was actually oh. is a Cuban and a Reuben. Those are my two favorite sandwiches. Well, it's slammies and swimming pools. <laughs> no, Aaron, if you if you do get the opportunity, try a Cuban, bro. You can get it without your pickles or, or whatever on it that you don't like. Yeah, you can you can you you know you don't have to get pickles on it. Like I said, sometimes I get it with like banana peppers on it. But... If she got a big booty, I'll try a Cuban. <laughs> Good shit, pal. Fidela Astro. Um so there's Do the they look like Zelina Vega. Isn't she a Cuban? <laughs> I thought she was Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Uh, I want a Puerto Rican then. <laughs> anyway. Touché. Touché. So there, there's my sandwich question. Thank you for entertaining me on that one, gents. The a. And actually, uh, I am I am surprised that someone else said Cuban. So there you go, Mark. Bro, I fell in love with that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't know how I came out more redneck than Mark. <laughs> Put some malaise and some ketchup on a fucking bologna and cheese. Now I feel like the goddamn soggy bottom boy. <laughs> no, but seriously though. Alright. You gotta like rip the red ring off the bologna though. You don't wanna Yeah, you don't wanna ingest that shit. Yeah. Do either one of you guys like red ring bologna? Yes. Does Mark even know what red ring bologna is? Yes, I do. Okay. I do not. I don't like bologna at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. What are you, a salami guy? Yep. Bigger the better. Yeah. I like salami and Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> salami and salami and Swiss is a, salami and Swiss is another great sandwich. I like the ones. I like the salami with the peppercorn in it, though. Yeah, good for you, buddy. 
And I'm also a fan. I'm also a fan. And this is the less sophisticated, I guess, of the sandwiches. If I go to Subway, it's the Buffalo Sub all the way. Buffalo Sub with ranch dressing on it and black olives. That's my Subway sandwich. Buffalo chicken. I'm going to pay for it later on with the ring of fire, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, blow your booty hole out. No matter there, what you eat in Subway, you're going to blow your booty hole out. There's a, there's another sandwich that they make down here. I don't know if they make it up north or anything. It's called a battered steak sandwich. Mm, no, I've never had that. Battered, was, battered steak. Battered wife. What battered? Is it steak. like? Is it like? Is it like a? Is it like a country fried steak sandwich? Kind of, kind of. But uh, the guy that he was telling me, he's like, I got to stop over here and get one of these sandwiches. And I was like, Yeah, what sandwich you getting? He said, I don't know what the fuck they call it. All I call it is a better than cooter sandwich. I said, I got to try this sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> a better than cooter sandwich. There's nothing better than cooter. Listen, and, the, and, the, and so I said, hold on now. If you say this sandwich is that damn good, I got to try this motherfucker. <laughs> it's salty. <laughs> so, so I tried it, and that, that's definitely top three for me. So um, what what's what's on it? Uh it's mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, <laughs> uh, um lettuce, tomato, and basically it's on like a brioche bun almost and roast beef. And it's just a country I guess like a country fried steak is, is the closest thing that I can uh you guys have tender wings on there? Similar, make it similar to tenderloins. Yes. Yeah. The tenderloin sandwich is the most ridiculous sandwich, because like people like to make the tenderloin as big as possible. Because like, oh, we got the biggest tenderloin ever, but nobody adjusts the bun. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like we have the biggest tenderloin ever, but we're gonna put a little top hat on it. Take a pimple on the tenderloin. Yeah, Yeah. I I enjoy brisket too. Now brisket's good. Brisket's delicious. Hell yeah! Prepared properly. And you got me thinking about sandwiches now. And I thought about the gigantic tenderloin with the little with the little with the little derby hat on it, which is ridiculous. And then my my tenderloin sandwich is even better because. No matter how big the tenderloin is, it's always simple because it's just a tenderloin, the little, like Aaron said, the little bun, and then I only get pickle and mustard on it. That's all I ever get on a tenderloin. I just want mustard because I don't like fucking pickles. But I like they. I make- see I see people getting like lettuce and mayonnaise and stuff on a tenderloin. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> nope, I'm I'm about with you on that though, Nate. It's like it's something about that vinegar with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just it really accentuates the taste to it. But the tenderloin is the weirdest sandwich because <laughs> they make it as they make it like as big as a fucking elephant ear, like an elephant ear. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, here's a little bun." Yeah, we put we put a CD on this record album. <laughs> yeah. Plop, there you go. Figure it out. When that it's guy like, told me, he's like, this is a better than a sandwich. Now it's a fucking mission. 
I gotta eat through the entire goddamn North Dakota fucking territory to get to a fucking bun. <laughs> take you take you a knife with you. <laughs> just just cut so, it down to size and then just use that as finger food. <laughs> so I, I have one I have a wrestling question. Yes. And that is that is that is what we will wrap with actually. Aaron's last question will be the uh, last question of the show. All right. Um I do uh oh, I got a sandwich question. Last one. All I right. forgot about this sandwich. I <laughs> we found a whole new podcast we can do. <laughs> I enjoy this goddamn sandwich. Have either one of you ever had a really, really good patty melt? Yes. Cool. When I eat a when I eat a patty melt, when I eat a patty melt, you know what I feel like? I feel like an old guy, <laughs> but I love it. If you've ever been to a Waffle House, you've had to have had one. I love a patty melt and I love a French dip. Yeah, French dip's pretty good too. Yeah, especially if you got a good Swiss on it. Like. Nate, I feel the way you feel about the patty melt. I feel when I eat a French dip, it's like I should be allowed to smoke while I do this. <laughs> like I should be able to smoke in here. I'm eating my fucking French dip. But anyway. <laughs> my last question. Ric Flair's injured. So we got to get the belt off of it. And Bret Hart is not available. In October 1992. So, other than Brett, who on the roster are you going to have take the belt off of off of Ric Flair? Can I go first? Sure. <clears throat> um, I don't know that guy. <laughs> Randy <laughs> Savage just lost it, so it's not Randy. Obviously, the Ultimate Warrior is a pain in my ass, so I'm looking for an alternative like they did with Brett. We have not yet turned Kurt Henning. Yeah, Kurt because, because that was a circumstance of the Ultimate Warrior situation. And I'm not saying somebody couldn't say I'm picking Henning because he's, a, he's an alternative. But actually, the guy that I would pick in October of 92 to take the belt off of, off of Flair, kind of almost like a surprise like they did with Brett, is Crush. All right. He was somebody I thought of. Honestly, he was somebody I thought of. I got three He's, options. Oh, sorry, sorry, Mark. I just, just to clarify. There's a Pat Patterson down there. He's got a yeah, three, bro. He's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a fairly well over baby face. Yeah. He's charismatic. He's got a great look. Yeah, he's good looking. And you can, you can, you can, and they did eventually. You can, you can bring, you can bring back the brada, brada, shaka, brada. You can, you can tone that down and make it because Brian Adams is a versatile worker and make him more, I guess, quote unquote, mainstream for 92. But I just look up and down and I'm like, Tito's there, but Tito's, Tito's, not old, but just like he's been around. It would be a concession prize for Tito, and I don't know that he would draw. You possibly could have made a draw out of Crush. So Crush is, Crush is my answer. Hands down, it's Crush. All right. Mark? First option, 
Davey. And I say that because he would have been a great option because no matter where he went, he was over and it would have just, it would have been a good move. And he just dropped the IC strap. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, The other option I felt like was possible, and this is me being selfish here because, you know, I like this guy, Kerry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kerry Von Eric. I mean, he's got that All-American athlete look going for him. And, I mean, at at the time, it would have been a good fit because you got a face taking it off the hill. Mm -hmm. But you said earlier – you what uh, you uh if somebody said Kurt, that was my third one. You have Henning come out, do the heel turn and turn on Flair. Mm. And bada boom, you have a baby face flair now, and now have a fucking mega heel in Henning, which would resemble this modern day's MJF. Well, and yeah, you've got you've <clears throat> Sorry, you just opened up the book there for me because you've got the history with Bobby and Henning. Mm-hmm. And you could even do a story where this whole time we've just been setting flare up for the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's that. I didn't even think about that. And then there goes the smirk from Aaron. <laughs> you guys know my guy? Who? It's going to be completely out of left field. And Repo I, Man. Yeah, it's not Repo Man. <laughs> Repo Man is an underrated gimmick. By it is. It is. You didn't pay. You didn't well, no, pay actually, you know, you, you, know how sometime, you know how sometimes you're thinking about shit wrestling-wise and then you go down a wormhole? When Aaron asked this question the other day, I was like, my immediate answer, crush, right? Like I didn't even have to think about it. I was like, I know, fuck, I've watched 92, 93 WWF so many times. I know the roster like the back of my fucking hand, Crush. And then I thought, and then Repo Man could come after Crush. But we could talk about their fucking history as demolition and blah, 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 blah. And I just went on this whole thing with Crush as the WWF champion in 92. But anyway, sorry. It's okay. I would have... Ric Flair drop the WWF championship to Bob Backlund. Also makes sense. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad at all. It tells the story of Bob coming back, being like 42, which isn't old. Like Nate, you and I talked about, he ain't that old at that right. point. You know, but in the in 92, he's fucking old. But Bob wins the belt. Okay, and not not saying anything bad about Crush, not saying anything bad about Davey or whatever, but the WWF 92 face side was pretty weak. Okay, so Bob beats him, beats Flair. So you get to tell the story of Bob coming back. I'm going to be the champ, wins it, and then two months later, Scott Hall, Razor, beats Bob for the belt. And now you get another heel in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could have had that. For the faces of the with the dookie roll For the chain. faces the face. Like, now you get, you get to allow Crush or Davey or Carrie or whoever to now chase Razor Ramon. Because, mm-hmm. like, 
at first I was like, ah, Razor. It's like I don't want to turn Razor in '92. He wasn't right. he, like he wasn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. Allow Bob to win it. Give that two month feel good shit. Like ah, oh, Bob Backlund's the champion again. Right. And 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 Hogan was even there then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And allow Hogan to shake hands with Bob Backlund the same way Bob Backlund shaked hands with Hulk Hogan in 80, 83, you know what I mean? Or eight, right. whatever. 83. Yeah. And let that happen. Let give Bob like two months of beating like fucking Skinner and the Mountie and whatever. Right. Just like and, they did with Brett pretty much. Yeah. Make him a fighting champion. Yeah. But, but it's not going to go for fucking ever. Right. And Bob beats him. And then when Brett ends up coming back, then Brett can beat him. You know, mm-hmm. but that that that's who I would have went with is Bob Backlund. Like I don't think that Backlund face thing got enough payoff, in my opinion. Not to say he wasn't fantastic as a heel. Oh, he's much better as a heel. <laughs> like if you, I dare anybody. I dare anybody. He's one of the greatest heels of all time. Yeah. Well, and as far as as far as that goes, like him, and I'm not I'm not I'm not shitting on on Scott Hall as a wrestler or Bret Hart as a wrestler, like all the wrestlers. But I'm saying entertainment, entertaining me wise, the saving grace is entertaining wise in 1994 of that company or Bob Backlund and Owen Hart. Oh yeah. Like to be entertaining, you know, like not again, I'm not talking bell to bell. There were some great wrestlers, but as far as entertaining me, Bob Backlund's character and Owen Hart's character are the saving grace of 94 WWF. All right. Well, there we go. That was it. That we got all our questions out of the way. Um uh, midway through the show, we talked about sandwiches, so that's ironic. But, um, <laughs> Mark, any parting words for our listeners this week? Um, just continue to listen to everything that the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network offers. Um, <clears throat> and talk about whatnot. Yeah, uh, check check me out on whatnot on all sports breaks. Uh, if you see any breaks that say Mr. Ice, that would be me. And now I want a fucking sandwich. <laughs> and also, <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of which, I giggled today. <laughs> because uh, I watch, like, seriously, there are TV shows that I watch, like, all the way through a couple of times a year. First, for me, it's anything Star Wars. Like, I watch the movies, the TV shows, everything, like, at least once to twice a year. Another show that I watch at least once a year all the way through is King of the Hill. Because it's it's the greatest animated comedy of all time. I don't understand how anybody could think The Simpsons was better. But anyway, there's there's an episode where Hank is afraid that his dad's going to take him to the strip club. And because Peggy's like, hang out with your dad, hang out with your dad. And Hank's like, huh, he's just going to want to take me to the strip club. And when we go there, I just, he tries to get the ladies to, he pays the ladies to put their whatnots on my head. And I was like, hey, whatnot. 
damn it, man. <laughs> Good shit, pal. Aaron, parting words. Um, I'm contemplating starting a um, GoFundMe. <laughs> what are we funding? I went to the doctor and um, my suspicions are true now. I, I thought, I was like, I feel it. I think I have it. I have reverse Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> and I really want our, our listeners to help me build funds to um, help me fight this. I, ha I have the reverse Benjamin Button disease. Do you guys know what that is? You're getting older? Yeah, I'm just... Dying normally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like oh, there were there were people like I I put that in my on my personal page and people were like oh my god you're okay I'd be like no it's a fucking joke but anyway <laughs> um what I seriously want to say is um listen to everybody's shows listen to Nate's um, magazine review show what's it called. Just wrestling magazine spotlight. Magazine spotlight. Listen to Mark. Mark, are you still doing the indie? Nope. Nope. He's nope. he's got cards now or something that he's doing. Yeah. I completely walked away from independent wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't? <laughs> Greg Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce Beefcake. Yeah. Oh, so you saw that shoot interview that he done just a few days ago? <laughs> Probably. Cake was in his sidecar. <laughs> who? who? Uh, beefcake's a toady for two people. <laughs> like he's sucking Hogan's dick and Valentine's dick. I know they had Morocco on there with him. It's all coming down. <laughs> Um, but seriously, um, listen to the We Can't Wrestle podcast, which is what you're listening to now. Listen to the Reliving the Extreme. Listen to Nothing But Trouble. Listen to Nate's Magazine Spotlight. Listen to all this shit. Just listen if you to smell la 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 while Archie Mitchell's cooking. Yeah, <laughs> listen to all of it, and then if you feel that you enjoy it, give us a good rating on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you listen to it on, give us ratings because and comments because that helps. And I'll shut up because whatever. <laughs> Just be positive and uh, stay tuned. We are inching closer yeah, if you to have, episode. If you, have not, if you have something negative to say, just fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, throw yourself off a bridge because we don't want to hear. <laughs> And uh, we're edging no, closer. Like this is this is one ninety five. We're edging closer to episode two hundred. So one ninety five, episode one hundred and ninety five. What are we gonna do at two hundred? I'm working on shit. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. 
Go eat a bologna and potato chip sandwich. <laughs> go enjoy your swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> I would have candles on my fucking bologna and chip sandwich at 200. I'm going to have a ton of shit. That's going to be a seven hour show. It would have been a seven hour show if we kept talking about sandwiches. <laughs> We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Weekend Wrestle Podcast. Bitches.